Tonight on Unreported World, the kids of Murder High. Adia Depitan visits a school in one of the most dangerous places on earth. Thousands of children have fled the Honduran city of San Pedro Sula and tried to enter America illegally. We meet the students battling to stay in class amid the violence. San Pedro Sula has the highest murder rate in the world. But it has another claim to fame. In just four months, two and a half thousand unaccompanied children from this city have been arrested crossing illegally into the United States. I'm in the toughest part of town, Chamelecon. This place seems to be pretty undeveloped and the buildings look really quite basic and it's like everyone's living on top of each other. It feels very claustrophobic. This part of Chamelecon is controlled by the Mara Salvatrucha gang. We've had to get their permission to film and out of sight, they're watching every move we make. I've come to meet Hector, an extraordinary head teacher. Hola. How are you? Should we go in? Let's go in. I pledge allegiance to the national flag, symbol of unity, justice, freedom and peace. Hector wants to convince his kids that education is the way to get a future. Only 10% of Honduras's poorest kids get through school. But Hector's determined to turn many of these children into university graduates. Children like Roberto. Three months ago, he tried to get into the US illegally. Because I left, I missed the exams. Then there's Yeleni, who wants to be the first person in her family to go to university. I want to study business administration so I can set up my own business. And Brian, torn between the need to start earning money and his dreams of college. I have to fight for my dream. Follow your heart and you can achieve anything. Hector believes education will give these kids the confidence needed to resist the gangs. When the kids are here, they think about football and education. They start dreaming that one day they will be a great person. On the streets, they would face death. The Mara Salvatrucha gang are fighting a rival gang, Barrio 18, for control of Chamelecon. And the rest of the city of San Pedro Sula. We repeated, six people dead belonging to a gang from San Pedro Sula. The violence started building a decade ago when Honduras became a major route for smuggling cocaine into the US. I've come to Roberto's house. I want to find out more about why he tried to escape to America with his mum, Marta. Entra. Hola, Roberto, ¿qué pasa? Buenos días, buenos días. Entre. Gracias. As well as his mum, Roberto's six brothers and sisters also live here. ¿Qué tal? How are you? Look at you with your Arsenal shirt. Is it your team? No, it's my brother's. 
They're a big team in London, but they're not the best team. The best team is West Ham. Remember this team. It's my city. Roberto explains that when he's not at school, he stays indoors. He's desperate not to get on the wrong side of the gangs. His cousin was recently murdered. I don't mess with them. I just see them passing by. I focus on my studies. Sometimes at night I hang out in the back of our pickup and talk. The gangs pressure kids like Roberto to join and kill them if they refuse. Eight teenagers were recently executed just a few streets away. I'm going to go. I want to leave. I want to leave this environment. Imagine, I have to look out for them. And here most people are, you know. I'm learning that in Chamelecon, people are too frightened to even use the word gang. Did you spend a lot of money trying to go to the USA? $10,000. $10,000? My sister sent it to me. $10,000 from the USA? Yes, the people smuggler kept it. Roberto and his mum only made it as far as Mexico before they were caught and bussed home. 70% of all child migrants apprehended at the US border are from Honduras. and 14-year-old Yeleni is getting ready for school. She's just weeks from the exams that will allow her to go on to senior school and perhaps university. Before I do anything, I pray. I pray to God for giving me another day of life. She too has been affected by violence. Two gangs had a shootout. Someone from around here who was an unarmed lookout was shot and killed in my block. Were you scared? Yes, very scared. The murder made Yeleni's mum and dad think about leaving for the US, but for now they've decided against it. They want Yeleni to concentrate on school and her plans for the future. The importance of studying is that it opens the door to better jobs. I want to study business administration because I want to own my own business. The school's called Caminando por la Paz, Walking for Peace. It's special because unlike most schools around here, it keeps teaching no matter how bad the violence gets. It's funded by Catholic churches in America and school fees of $15 a month. Head teacher Hector helped to build it. This was a rubbish dump. All of this? It was a rubbish dump. The owner decided that as long as we kept it clean and tidy, he would lend it to us. And that's how we've worked for three years. The state-run schools in Chamelecon are in crisis. 
they're often shut because of strikes or because gang violence leaves teachers too frightened to turn up. Nearby, Hector shows me how bad things can get. This is one of the largest state schools and it's simply been abandoned. People every day are killed here. How's your school able to survive in this area which has so much violence, especially when a school like this has been closed down? Our school is a miracle of God. It's God. Have you never done a deal with a gang? We don't have these type of problems because we work positively. We don't do anything to provoke the gangs. What none of the people I've met want to talk about gangs. The moment I bring up the subject, you know, you can feel the fear, you can see the fear. Even Hector refuses to admit that it's a problem. It's like this whole community has been traumatized. They started firing, which led to a brutal showdown. We can see the bodies. Fifteen-year-old Brian is another of Hector's hand-picked students. The school offers just 40 slum kids education that they can't get in the chaotic state system. And like his friends, Brian keeps safe by rarely going out. In Honduras, delinquency is a big thing. You can hardly ever go out. Brian lives with his mum Patricia, stepdad Carlos and his sister Ruth. Are you proud of your son? I am proud of both of them. All that they've got is their education. Thank God they have very good grades. The dream is that they finish their studies because me and her, we've had our chance and now the opportunity is theirs. Many people from Honduras try to live in the USA. Have you wanted to travel there? Yes, I thought of travelling for a better life for my children. Brian once said, Mama, if there's a chance for me to go to the USA, would you support me? I said, of course. Patricia explains she's yeah. lost her job as a social worker. And Brian's worried she won't be able to pay the school fees for him and his sister. What's the matter? Mum's currently out of work. It makes me think about what will happen, what my future will be. There are few opportunities and work is scarce. Schools charge fees and not everyone can pay.
Are you happy? Are you still feliz? Yes, I am happy. No, I am not happy. <coughs> Next morning, Brian and Ruth practice their English before school. How do you find this morning? ¿Cómo se siente esta mañana? Happy. I'm going to be spending all day speaking English. Boring. Yes, mama. Goodbye, mum. <laughs> Brian's protective of his little sister and walks her to school every day. I worry about my sister and mum. They make women do things here they don't want to do. My mum could be a victim of violence. She could go to the shops and be shot by a stray bullet and we could lose her. Thank you for giving your life for us. Help us day by day to be better. Thank you for our teachers. In the name of Jesus. Brian, this is yours. My brother had it. This morning is double maths. Division with decimals. Before we can resolve this division, I'm going to multiply it by 10. Understand? But Brian's not concentrating. I'm realising he's got a lot to deal with. My father was a womanizer. He became infected with HIV. When my mother found out, she supported him until he died. I saw him dying, and that's always with me. And when you want to succeed, do you do it for your father? I do it to feel good about myself, because I know he is watching me from above. I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> All the kids here have been touched by violence. Roberto, who just tried to go to America, tells me about when his cousin was murdered. He was slashed with an axe here and here. Did they kill him? Who killed him? I don't know. I don't know how to cry. And I can't cry. Do you ever feel sad? As a kid, these are supposed to be your best years. You know, and I know there's children all over the world that go through tough times, but it feels like their times are multiplied here. You know, and when you throw on top of that the fact that they have to deal with the violence and gangs, you sometimes wonder how they cope. Back at home, Brian's mum, Patricia, tells him the news he doesn't want to hear. Next year, 
I can't put him in the same school because of my economic situation. I don't have work. I can't pay the fees for both of them. How would you feel if you couldn't go to your school next year? I will study part-time and work. At what? Anything. Whatever earns money. They know I adore them. They are my life. Brian's mum says she'll talk to Hector to see if he can help. Yeleni is revising hard for her exams and the big presentation she's got to make as part of her coursework. What are these cards for? They're so I can remember my talking points. Yeleni's feeling confident about her grades and going to senior school next term. Hola, but her teacher Isis says there's a problem. The only senior school still open is on rival gang territory. And yes, we have a high school, one high school. One high school. And crossing the gang front lines is impossible. In this community, they can't cross to where the senior school is because of antisocial behavior. What the antisocial problem? Gangs members. Gang members. I understand. If there was a high school in another area that the children from this community wanted to go, they can't go because it's in another gang land area. Yeah. Nothing simple for the kids here. But Hector has a plan to help Yeleni and her classmates. He wants to build a new senior school so these kids don't have to risk their lives to get an education. Hector's taking me to a new building, uh, which is going to be the secondary school. It's going to be for the older kids. So this school could probably make the difference and change things in this area. With money from an American donor, Hector's been able to buy this building and is now trying to convert it into a senior school. What are you going to do in this room? Along here are going to be classrooms. We're knocking this down and having four bathrooms. Are you happy with all this? Yes, of course I am. We have worked for six years to achieve this dream. To fix it all, we are waiting for a miracle. <laughs> but Hector's always having to hustle to raise more money for the new school and his students. If we could collaborate, it would be for the students' education. We have to remember we have a lot of needs. Brian gets called into Hector's office. Come in, close the door. I would like to stay here at school studying, but I don't think I can make the payments because there are two of us. Don't worry, it's been arranged. Really? 
2015 has been fixed, it's true. That's what I'm saying, it's real. Thank you. My idea is that you can dream of being at university. Let me make it clear that those who benefit from a scholarship must repay it through community work. Community work counts for a lot. It's the day of Yeleni's big presentation. Good morning, classmates and teachers. I'm here to talk about vocation. We should ask ourselves, what's my vocation? What's my talent? She's chosen a subject close to these kids' hearts, how to fulfill your ambitions, whatever they are. You need to choose the vocation that you like, not the one that earns you the most money or the easiest job or that your parents like. Yeleni's nailed it, which bodes well for her results. That went well. Hector's rolled out the school minibus and he's taking some of the children for their annual trip to the countryside. We're going on a school trip to a place called Fienda de Monte Cristo. And as you can see, these guys are really excited. For two days, the kids won't have to be frightened of violence. I want you to feel relaxed and have fun. We are here to de-stress, but we have to do certain chores on the farm. Who's hungry? Come and get some milk. This one is like you. <laughs> this is what your childhood should be about, good memories and just having fun. Brian's more cheerful than I've ever seen him thanks to his new scholarship. <laughs> and Yeleni's full of optimism, certain that Hector will get the new senior school up and running in time for when she graduates. Has bebido casi todo, eh? Hector's transforming the lives of these kids. He hopes that rather than joining the exodus of illegal immigrants to America, they'll stay and transform their violent neighborhood and Honduras itself. The Omniported World podcast accompanies the critically acclaimed Channel 4 television series. Explore more by visiting channel4.com slash unreportedworld. Finally, get involved in Unreported World by joining the debate on Twitter and Facebook. Until next time, from me, Krishnagiri Murthy, goodbye. <laughs>